What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Last Take Sports Podcast. And today, as you know, the NCAA tournament first round is starting today, the day you're listening to this, Friday, March 19th, 2021. And we are here to give you our NCAA tournament breakdown, our sleepers, our final four picks, our national champion. And Andrew, let's jump right into it. And Andrew, who do you believe could be the sleeper slash Cinderella of this NCAA tournament? Well, the ones that come to mind to me are Winthrop and Ohio. And Winthrop has a great draw, I I would say, because they are a one-loss team that played 24 games. Um, I I know they're mid-major, and they're playing a struggling Villanova team who just lost their best player in Colin Gillespie. So you're telling me if Winthrop were to pick who they would want to play, and then the committee told them, well, you, you got Villanova. I mean, Winthrop would be pleased, and that's exactly what happened to them. I, I believe they're going to win that first game, and then most likely they will play Purdue. And Purdue is a great draw for them too, I think, for the, their playing style. So I think that's a pretty nice road to get to the Sweet 16. And then if they get there, most likely they'll run into Baylor, which will probably be the end of their road right there. But as a double-digit seed, especially as a 12 seed, I really like Winthrop there with all with the draw that they got. And I think they have a good chance of being a Cinderella up to most likely that Sweet 16 game, which would most likely be against Baylor, like I said. And the other team, Ohio, they also got a pretty good draw because they're playing Virginia. And typically, you wouldn't be pleased playing Virginia in the tournament in, in the first round, although... They, they, they're coming off COVID pause, which, which is a bright spot for Ohio and something to look into because I don't know if they've been practicing, but it also you don't know who exactly will be out for that game in terms of who actually got COVID within the program. So the, this game could be interesting, I think, between Virginia and Ohio. And winner plays the winner of this game plays the winner of the 5-12 game. And that game's also interesting because Creighton, who is the five, uh, which which would be the favorite, they their coach just came back off of off of a suspension. Excuse me. So that could be interesting because who knows how Creighton will respond? And they're coming off of a piss poor game in the Big East championship game against Georgetown. So who knows if they bounce back? And if they don't, you have a twelve seed you're playing which is a very favorable matchup for Ohio because I think they could be better than most 13 seeds you'll see. So that that's a possible sweet 16 run right there until they hit Gonzaga. If they do make it there, most likely Gonzaga. And I, I don't know if they'll make it past there, but so my two teams, Winthrop and Ohio for most like most likely Cinderella teams. Yeah, Andrew, when I'm looking at Cinderella teams, I'm not really going to go here with team. I'm going to go with more teams that I think will, will make a run, maybe not as low of seeds as you have, but I'm going to go with teams more, I think, seeded 7 to 11. And uh, my first one is North Carolina. Obviously, in their region, they probably have the best coach, which is a key factor, especially in March Madness. They have arguably the best inside. They have the best 
uh, post presence in the entire country with a just a depth of four different guys who can get you 20 on the block every single night with Kessler, Sharp, Baycott, and Brooks. And then if they can get some type of guard play or some type of shot making from anyone other than Kerwin Walton, that elevates them into a really good team who can knock off a team like Baylor. And then my other one of my other ones is Oregon. I, I like the way they're playing. They have a lot of shot makers, a lot of shot creators. They play small. They're going to be a very tough matchup for Iowa considering that they're athletic, which is uh, not something that Iowa really has is athletic players. So that's going to be a tough matchup for Iowa. So I, ha- I think that that's going to be another team to look out for is Oregon. And then my third team is Michigan State, which could age extremely poorly if you're listening to this in Michigan State loses in the first four and then just ages poorly. But with Izzo, with Aaron Henry, with the possibility of Rocket Watts maybe doing something because he's not playing against Big Ten competition, this is a team that was picked in the top 15 preseason. They're definitely a team that can make a run into deep into March Madness, or they could lose in the first four. And my my work, I'll eat, uh, I'll eat dirt for a while, having to realize that Michigan State loses in the first four, but. I mean, there's, there's a lot of possible teams. I just think that North Carolina and Oregon are the real likely teams and then Michigan State could be a possible third one. But Andrew, moving on now to early early seeded teams with a exit before the Sweet 16. Who do you think those top four seeds will be that lose before the Sweet 16? Well, I'm not sure if these teams will lose before the Sweet 16. But teams that I think highly seeded teams that I definitely think can lose before the sweet 16 is number two seeded Houston and number three seeded Arkansas and Arkansas's draw was just absolutely brutal. And they have to start off with probably one of the better 14 seeds you'll see in, in uh, recent history. I don't, I don't know if uh, they'll, I, I think Arkansas will still take care of business. So I'm not worried about that game for Arkansas, but you never know. And like I said, probably one of the better 14 seeds you'll see in Colgate, who's a one loss team. Once again, I know they're mid-major, so not really impressive, but still a one loss team is a one loss team. Colgate show they can take care of business. Who knows? And then as soon as Arkansas, if they do take care of business against Colgate, they most likely will play Texas Tech as a six seed. And I would say most people would agree that Texas Tech is probably better than a six seed so not not a fun draw for Arkansas especially at a three seed but looking forward I know uh you kind of mentioned Henry how like we're kind of who would who we think would most likely have an exit pre-sweet 16 but looking forward if Arkansas takes care of business against Colgate and Texas Tech most likely they most likely have to play Ohio State in the Elite Eight and then not only that, they most likely, if somehow they win all three of those games, they have to, t- they have to most likely beat Baylor, who is just dominant. I mean, that is awful. How awful is that? Arkansas got an awful draw. So I think they're uh, probably the most likely uh, – the top seed to get eliminated before the sweet 16. My other team is Houston. Houston hasn't played all that great competition all year and their draw is actually pretty good. 
but I'm just not too confident in them as a two seed. I don't think they're that good, but of course they are a two seed. And like I said, they got a pretty good draw. Uh, if they win their first round game, which they most likely will, then they'll play either Clemson or Rutgers. Neither team is all too impressive. And then if they make it to the Sweet 16, they're most likely playing West Virginia, who's a pretty good team. That's where I expect Houston's road to end right there. But they, they have a pretty good draw to the Sweet 16. But I don't know if they'll make it farther than that. And I can see a way where Rutgers could upset them, the 10 seed in that region could upset them in the uh, round of 32 if they make it there. So my two uh, early round top seeded exits that are most likely to happen are Houston and Arkansas. Yeah, Andrew. And for one, I, I definitely agree with you on Houston. I mean, Houston is not is one of the worst seeded or one of the worst two seeds we've seen in a while. And I, I don't think that they should be a two seed whatsoever so i think there's a good chance to get upset early especially by a team like Rutgers, who's extremely experienced and i mean i've heard i've heard good reasoning they they're a team that felt like last year was their year and then it got cut short so i think they're really motivated to come out and show what Rutgers basketball is all about and who who really knows what Rutgers basketball is all about but you know being a big 10 fan we know what Rutgers basketball is all about and uh, a second team that I think that could possibly get upset early, I, I, I think, is Iowa. I, I like the matchup for Oregon against Iowa. They have significantly su- superior athletes on both ends of the floor. They make shots and they can definitely shoot the ball with Iowa. And they're going to make teams ha- and they're going to make Luca Garza have to go out and guard in space. And Luca Garza, we've seen, has been one of the worst defenders in college basketball at the center position, and especially when you have to bring him out and he's got to guard one-on-one against a stretch five, who's legitimately basically a small forward playing playing center. That's going to be a real difficult matchup. Luca Garza, you can find ways to guard him. You can double off of him. I mean, there's guys that you would be comfortable shooting threes for Iowa. I, I like that matchup for Oregon, and I think Iowa is destined to be an early upset. And there's another one that people seem to be talking about that I don't see. Michigan is one that a lot of people think that could get upset. I, I don't think they will. I think they're, they're too experienced. They've been playing too well throughout the entire season. I don't see any way that LSU or St. Bonaventure is going to beat them. You know, Henry, I'm actually so glad you mentioned that. And I wanted to talk about it too. And I'm not a Michigan fan by any means. And Michigan is actually the team I most hate out of any collegiate uh, sports team, but people are hating too much on Michigan. And I understand that their best players hurt in Isaiah livers. And this really hurts me to say this, but I still believe that they're at least a top 15 team in the country without Isaiah livers, at least most likely top 10 still. So people need to stop with the nonsense that, they're going to lose in the second round no matter what. And if they don't lose in the second round, they're for sure a sweet 16 exit. I can see them getting to the final four still. I still think they're that talented of a team. And once again, I do not like this team by any means, this program, anything about Michigan at all. But people need to stop with the nonsense saying that now they're going to be like the – 
Virginia, I believe it was 2018 Virginia, where they lost in the first round against UMBC as, as the one seed. Come on. Michigan is much better than that. I mean, there's a difference between that 2018 Virginia team and this 2021 uh, Michigan team. This Michigan team is much deeper than that Virginia team was. And they're playing at a much higher level than I think that Virginia team was. So people need to stop with that nonsense about Michigan being uh, a second round exit. I mean, of course it could happen and I'm not ruling it out, but you can't tell me that you're going to, ha- you're going to favor LSU against Michigan or you're going to favor Florida state against Michigan. I, I still have Michigan beating both of those teams. They're just that talented, even without Isaiah livers. So just stop with the nonsense saying that Michigan isn't a good team now that livers is uh, injured and won't be playing the NCAA tournament most likely. Yeah, Andrew, and let's move on to the, the best part of March madness, the final four, the national champion, Andrew, who do you have as your final four teams and who do you have winning the national championship? I feel like so cliche saying this, but I have three one seeds in there. I don't love it, but I can't see it going down many other ways. So I have Gonzaga, Baylor, Illinois, and Texas. Texas is my one kind of outlier there. And Gonzaga has just been dominant all year, and I know they've been playing in not really that strong of a conference. But, I mean, to go undefeated during the regular season and throughout your uh, conference tournament – it takes skill. They're probably the best offensive team in the country and they have what it takes, I think. And plus I'm, they got a pretty good draw, I would say. So I like Gonzaga's path. Baylor, I just think is the best all around team in college basketball. They don't have a beautiful draw, but they do have the talent. I think Uh, Illinois is just the hottest team in college basketball. And I don't care about you guys telling me that Oklahoma state is the hottest team in college basketball. I don't care about that. Illinois is the hottest team in college basketball right now with masked IO Batman. Some may call him and he's the clutchest player in college basketball. And they probably the best guard big man duo in college basketball. I love Illinois. I think they're going to make it to the final four in Texas. I I don't love Michigan. I know I just kind of went on a whole rant about how Michigan is still a good team without livers, but I think they're a good team up to a certain point. And I think when they run into Texas, which I believe will be in the elite eight, I, I think that's where Michigan's road ends and Texas's moves forward into the final four. So my final four is Gonzaga, Baylor, Illinois, and Texas. Yeah, Andrew, and I have two of the same as you and two different than you. Starting off, I do have Gonzaga coming out of the West. I I think – I don't see anyone beating them. They're they're just too good. I I genuinely can't imagine anyone in that West region that really stands within five or ten points of Gonzaga. I think they're just that good. And then coming out of the East, I think Michigan's just a little too compromised and could get stagnant offensively in an elite eight eight matchup against an Alabama team who shoots the three ridiculously well – and plays ridiculously good defense. I think that's going to be a tough matchup for Michigan. So I have Alabama going to the Final Four. And then the, the South, 
this is my region where I have a five a five plus seed getting into the final four. And no, it is not Texas Tech. I do have North Carolina, and this would probably be a shocker to some people, but you know, I had to. I felt obligated to pick some five plus seed to go to the final four, and for some reason, North Carolina popped into my head. And you know how it works pick, picking March Madness brackets. It's not really based on match it's not always based on matchups it's based on gut feeling and i just have a gut feeling that north carolina is going to find their way beating baylor beating purdue beating ohio state and getting to the final four and in the final region this is not gut feeling this is just true fact i mean there's no one there's no one playing better in college basketball than illinois uh mast io batman and the hulk inside kofi coburn are physically and mentally unstoppable right now and they have probably the most annoying player in college basketball right now to some people and Andre Curbelo coming off the bench and that guy is playing phenomenal basketball he's finding he's finally coming around to start shooting better I think he's made four of his last four threes in the Big Ten tournament so that's a guy you're definitely going to want to watch out for for from this Illinois team and for my national champion, I'm not sure if you already said yours, Andrew. I'm pretty sure you didn't. But I'm going to start and give you my national champion. I have Gonzaga and Illinois in the national championship game. Gonzaga is just too much for Alabama. And Illinois, I there's there's no way that – there's no I, even with the 15 different bodies that North Carolina can throw at Kofi Coburn, th- they're still not beating Illinois. And in the national championship, I do have the Illinois fighting Illini winning the national championship. When you have the clutchest player in college basketball and the Hulk on your team, it's really hard to pick against you. And especially a guy wearing a mask that looks like Batman, it's also very hard to pick against him. And when the game comes down to needing clutch shots down the final stretch, I don't know if I'd rather have anyone else on my team besides Io DeSumo. Yeah, Henry, and I have not said my national champion, so I'm going to go ahead and do that right now. And This is one of the few times we will agree on this podcast, Henry. I fully agree with you here. Gonzaga is going to move on to the national championship as well as Illinois. And I am not picking against the clutchest player in college basketball, the hottest team in college basketball, the best one-two duo in college basketball with Ayo Dosumu, Kofi Coburn. There is no way I'm picking against the fighting Illini in this game. I get it, Gonzaga will be undefeated up to this point. You can call them pretty hot. The fact that they haven't lost yet up to that point, and they're the best offensive team in college basketball, but there is no way I'm picking against Illinois and Iodo Sumu, like I just said. So I fully agree with you here. My national champion is the Illinois fighting Illini and Iodo Sumu taking it home. Yeah, Andrew and Illinois, the, the consensus pick on this podcast, let us know who you have winning your national championship, who you think is going deep in March Madness, who your sleepers are, who your final four teams are, and who you have winning the national championship. But with that, I think this would be a great time to wrap up today's podcast. As always, I want to thank everyone for listening. We hope you did enjoy. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and download this podcast, and we'll see you guys next time on the Last Take Sports Podcast.